What's happening, people? Pete Davidson here on a Tuesday on the Rotobomb Podcast. So it's Weaver Wire Day. That was the uh, Queen of Soul bringing us in, the late Aretha Franklin with uh, Save Me. And uh, for some of you folks, I know you need a little saving this week. It's, uh, you know, high stakes, obviously. Uh, The fact that you're here listening to the pod is an indication that you either are in desperate need of some type of social life or you're still alive. And um, I'm thinking it's the latter, uh, knowing most of you guys um, and gals. So let's uh, let's roll up our sleeves and see what we can do, uh, you know, to sort of cut through the crap this week and, and look at the stuff that's really worth going after. Um, the Rotobond waiver wire is up on the site, but it's going to be getting, uh, as usual, uh, it's a live article. It'll be getting additions throughout the day. Uh, just a quick uh, programming note. Uh, I will be taking a break midday today, probably uh, from about, uh, I'm going to guess from around 2 to 4. You probably won't see any updates. You won't see me on Twitter, I don't think. Um, I'm going to be, unless something goes wrong, I'm going to be sitting on Sigmund Bloon's couch for a couple hours this afternoon uh, doing his show, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, So uh, please, if you get a second, check that out. We'll be talking about uh, all things week 13, I I would imagine. uh, but having uh, gotten that out of the way, and man, you know, just <laughs> now that I think about it, um, it's so funny. I told you guys last week uh, on the Saturday DFS pod that A, every time I roster Matt Ryan, I screw things up, uh, and I'm never going to do it again, and blah, 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 blah. And then the more I read, and again, I you know, I normally don't listen to a lot of other podcasts. Normally, I'm just too damn busy getting the Rotobon stuff up to... to to spend a lot of time listening to my friends and, and what they're saying. Um, but I had a long car trip last week, so I listened to a whole bunch of podcasts, um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and everybody just kept telling me, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. So what does Pete do? Like a freaking idiot. He shifts to Matt Ryan in cash and totally fucked up my cash lineup. Thankfully, a couple of my GPP lineups hit. I didn't have a total washout day. Uh, but definitely in the red on uh, week 12, and it was all about my dumbass failing to recognize that the Matt Ryan thing is real, <laughs> that I am cursed when it comes to this player. Uh, so anyway, to any of you who may have gone the other way and played Matt Ryan, you can thank me for your, your troubles. My apologies. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for the <laughs> the tragedy comedy uh, portion of the program. Uh, let's get into the quarterbacks first, and then we'll you know we'll go through all four position groups. And actually, before I totally uh, forget here, um, it's Thanksgiving week, so uh, just a little uh, uh, some more programming notes. Um, so gonna get all the waiver wire stuff up today. Uh, waiver wire is not gonna be affected at all. Um, like I said, I'm sitting down with Sigmund later in the day, so the you know the shutdown time has been about seven o'clock. Uh, for the most part this year, sometimes going a little bit over that. Uh, I may dig down and do some post-dinner updates tonight. So um, if for those of you who tend to just come in and look at the final wire, I think probably 8, 8.30 in that range, uh, maybe even a little bit later uh, is when I'll finalize it. Um, it, it. Unless I just really make great progress this afternoon, in which case uh, I'll, I'll put up at the top that it's been finalized. Uh, just so you guys know. Um, and then um, normally I get all my rankings done on Thursday, as you know, or at least the initial rankings. Uh, this week I'm going to be grinding to get as much as I can uh, done on Wednesday. I will rank all the players. 
so the rankings will be as they normally are. Uh, how many actual you know skinnies uh, I can complete uh, on on Wednesday is going to be another story because. Um, and this is another programming note. On Thursday, Jim Hackett and I will be doing the Thanksgiving show on EEI. So we'll be on the air from 9 a.m. till noon, um, which obviously is going to impact my ability to wake up early and do blurbs um, on Thursday like I normally do. So uh, I will get all the players ranked so you can make those difficult lineup choices. It's possible that um, a fair amount of the skinnies will go up uh, Friday maybe or Saturday. Uh, and, you know, my apologies on that, but... What can I tell you, man? It's madness. It's a holiday week. I got relatives coming. I got three extra hours of broadcasting. and I, you know, I got a whole bunch of teams of mine that are fighting for the playoffs. So uh, this week is definitely an endurance test. And for folks who do what I do, it's a little bit cruel and unusual to throw that endurance, te- endurance test at us uh, when we've already done the, the long walk of August and the first 12 weeks of the season. So uh, I'm tired, and this week is a challenge. But uh uh, I did I did rest up over the weekend. I did my best to recharge. So I think I'm ready for it. I think I'm going to help you guys out. But, uh, you know, just understand that this week is sort of like an on-the-fly kind of thing. I will be updating the content as much as I can, whenever I can. Um, and by the time we need things, believe me, they'll be there for us. Uh, and I'm not letting the Sunday slate slide either. There will be a DFS podcast this weekend. Uh, if for some reason I can't get it done Saturday, it'll be there Sunday. You can count on it. Okay, quarterbacks. First up on the list is Daniel Jones. Um, you know, I've been saying it for weeks. Uh, you know, Jones is a guy, if you are a playoff-bound team, or if you, you know, even if you just think you're probably a playoff-bound team, I just love the matchups, you know. Uh, it's just really good stuff. Now, if you're if you're trying to grind your way in, and then you're going to have to play Week 14, it's not quite as tasty. You'd be looking at Green Bay and Philadelphia over the next two weeks. Uh, but, the, man, if you're a playoff team and you've, and you've got a bye, um, and you're worried that maybe your quarterback isn't all you want, or maybe you're just worried they might get hurt, you know, uh, Daniel Jones got Miami and Washington week 15 and 16. So that's just incredibly worth mentioning. Uh, the next guy is Sam Darnold, um, you know, just playing really well. And again, you know, it's a scheduling thing. The Jets play a very solid schedule over the next two weeks. Jones and Darnold are sort of inversions. I think Darnold is great if you're trying to get into the playoffs. Jones is great if you are already in the playoffs. Um, Ryan Tannehill, another guy playing, you know, he's playing a lot better. He's moving really well, as I mentioned, uh, in uh, the waiver wire. And, um, you know, it's certainly, I think, um, you know, Tannehill's a guy who can help you. Um, I, I really, and I have to say, I'm really impressed with how well this guy's playing. Um, and, you know, Colts this week is playable. Uh, Oakland in week 14 is wonderful. Uh, Houston week 15 is solid. And, you know, and then the Saints week 16, it may not be a great matchup, but the good news is they're at home, Tennessee. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you can throw on the Saints. It's not easy, but you can do it. In fact, you're much more likely to have pass volume there than run volume. So that's a game where they may end up getting away uh, from Derrick Henry a little bit. Uh, the Saints will be up front you know, to try to stop Henry, I believe. Uh, so I think even in that Week 16 matchup, uh, Tannehill's playable. Um, some other guys we may be looking at uh, to add uh, to... Uh, the final wire, once I get it up on Rotobon, you know, I think Foles is in the mix. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the mix. I'm sure I'll add another quarterback, maybe two. Um, so there's plenty of quarterbacks out there this week if that's a position in need for you. Um, but really, I think 
most people this week are going to be looking for impact players uh, at the other three positions. So let's get into some running backs. The first guy up is Jonathan Williams. Uh, obviously, um, he's you know picked up in a lot of leagues last year, uh, last week, excuse me. But I noticed he was still out there in almost 50% of leagues. So you can kick the tires on him, and I think that's particularly important. You know, if you're one of these one-week teams, if it's all about week 13, Jonathan Williams is about as good a pickup as you're going to find. Uh, now, Marlon Mack could be back by week 14 or 15. Who knows? Uh, so you know, that's a factor. If you're a team that's already got it locked up, maybe Jonathan Williams isn't the way to go. Uh, but for people struggling right now, he's you know he can help you. Uh, my favorite pickup is Rashad Penny, uh, as I say in the article. Uh, the thing we like about Penny at this point is just that he's a stud runner. He runs the living heck out of the ball. He's a little bit light on the rest of the position. He's got good hands and he's good after the catch, but not real great in terms of route intensity. And I've talked about his uh, blocking and pass protection a gazillion times. But the thing is, you know, Penny's still there. He's running well. Uh, and... Carson, I mean, how many times are they going to let this guy fumble? I mean, I personally, I would have thought the switch would have happened already. You know, and I don't know if a, if, if a full switch is what we're going to see, but it sure looks like Penny is now in the mix for maybe a split backfield or if he can continue to run really well, possibly taking it over. Um, you know, we'll have to see how it breaks. But Carson, 10 fumbles, I mean, come on, that's leaving the door open. Um, and Penny ripped off 129 yards last week. So this guy's going to get chances. Uh, and, uh, you know, to be able to go out and get a guy like this at this stage of the game, I think particularly if you're a team that's going to be playing week 14, 15, 16, if, you, if you're in that place, uh, you know, Penny's a great pickup because even if you don't need to play him this week or even if you don't, uh, you know, you don't have a flex spot, if you're not comfortable using him as an RB2 at this point, uh, you know, that's that's probably okay. Uh, but again, you've got, you know, next week, for all we know, Carson fumbles again, and by week 14 or 15, this could be Penny's gig. Uh, and in that case, you just you just walked yourself into a, a much stronger lineup. Uh, so Penny's a wonderful pickup, really, for just about anybody. Uh, Benny Snell and the Steelers, obviously, we got a lot of moving parts. Uh, I think if Connor's out again, and it sure looks like he will be. Uh, Snell is probably going to be there to pound the rock for them this week uh, in some type of, you know, in some type of timeshare with Samuels, who, you know, on some level it would appear that he passed last week. Now, we don't know what's going on with Pittsburgh. Maybe they're sending a message to Samuels. Maybe it was about the matchup. Um, obviously, it was a game. Um, you know that they needed to win. So this week at Cleveland, it could be a little bit different. But here's the thing. You know, you, you look at the Steelers' schedule and that Week 14 matchup with Arizona and the Week 15, 16 matchup with the Jets, excuse me, these are good, solid matchups. Um, and it's not like Buffalo can't be run on Week 15. So I think you roster any Pittsburgh back you can get your hands on at this point. Um, so, you know, Snell for this week probably gets a lot of run against the Browns and conceivably could be the starter uh, at Arizona the week after. Uh, so, you know, Snell's a great pickup. You know, the downside is, you know, probably in a 50% timeshare and we don't know what's going to happen, uh, you know, weeks 14 and onward. But for this week, he looks like he's going to have some kind of role, uh, definitely has some value in non-PPR leagues and you know, he's a port in a storm, if, even if you are in a PPR league. Uh, Bo Scarborough, you know, look, 
I had Scarborough below Snell, but you can make a good argument that Scarborough should be above Snell. The reason I'm putting Snell over is just in case he wins that gig, the Steelers are a better coach team. They know what they want to do. They know how to pound the rock. They've got a defense. If for some reason Snell got that gig, and, you know, Connor, for all we know, could be out a bit, Snell could end up being something sort of good. I mean, we know that the Steelers will give one back a ton of touches. So, um, you know, for me, I would probably go Snell over Scarborough for the upside. Um, I mean, when it comes to the Lions, at this point, there's so much going wrong. And the quarterback is going to, you know, if if Scarborough starts running even better or just continues to run well, whatever the case may be, um, teams are going to are not going to feel compelled to uh, let him go off. They're going to be able to stop him, right? I mean, you know, Driscoll's going to be the quarterback. I think it's important to remember. And we're looking at the Bears, uh, the Vikings, the Bucks, and Denver. Th- those are all fairly challenging ground matchups at this point. So, uh, for me, schedule-wise, lack of track record-wise, Scarborough comes down lower than Snell. But clearly, all the backs we've gone through here, these four backs. Penny, Jonathan Williams, Snell, and Scarborough. These guys can all help you this week. Um, some other guys I'm looking to add uh, for the final wire, you know, Bellage, uh, you know, certainly Geis. But Geis was heavily owned, so he didn't make the, the morning wire. He's a little over 50 now. You know, Gore is a potential pickup. We're going to have to look at Quadri Allison. Uh, Niam Hines in PPR is certainly a pickup, as I mentioned. Um, Mostert is out there. He could be a guy. Uh, in deep leagues, Gus Edwards could be a guy. Burkhead could be a guy if you're desperate. There's there's options out there, uh, and I'll probably add uh, four or five of those options to the final wire. And I'll, I'll throw in a, a little handcuff section uh, like I did last week as well. Um, and uh, let's let's jump over to the receivers now because we got a lot to talk about there. First up on the docket is my guy Robbie Anderson. Um, now, guys, gals, uh, been telling you all year, this guy's going to get it going eventually, and it, it's finally happening. Uh, granted, he still only got five targets, but he turned it into a big day. He looked really good. We know that Darnold likes throwing to Robbie Anderson. He's his big play receiver, and quite frankly, look at the Jets. There are no other big play weapons on the team, and I mean none. Um, with the possible exception of Le'Veon Bell, who's not playing at 100%, who's playing behind an awful offensive line, uh, and the Jets' play calling is mediocre. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell, love him. Hope he uh, has, you know, does great things next year for Gang Green. But, you know, big plays right now, New York Jets. Robbie Anderson's the guy. Um, you get down into the red zone, and Crowder can do some things. Maybe Demarius Thomas can do some things. Ryan Griffin could score. But if you're talking about big plays from outside the red zone, it's Robbie Anderson, and there's nobody else. So, you know, the Jets... The coaches are trying to save their jobs, and I think they're going to start using Anderson even more, in my opinion. So the fact that you can go get him right now, he's just over 50%, just go get him if you can. Uh, It's a no-brainer. Now, if you can't get Robbie, I think A.J. Brown is a solid plan B. Uh, I know he's not going to be super high on a lot of boards because when you look at the snaps and really opportunity in general... Uh, he's been inconsistent, but with Corey Davis nursing a hip injury, not making a big impact, with Brown playing 94% of the snaps last week, I'm excited. This is a team that's 6-5. and five. They're in it. They're trying to get something done here. You know, I, I might miss my guess. It's possible, but I think 
last week, A.J. Brown became the number one wide receiver on this team. You can make an argument that he already was. You can make an argument that Corey Davis has more talent, and it's, you know, it's an argument you might be able to win, uh, but Davis is dinged. I think both of these guys are going to be really good football players over the course of their career, but going forward this year, A.J. Brown gets more time in the slot. Even with Humphreys there, he gets some time in the slot. He's a big play guy. He's clearly doing things after the catch. Tannehill's playing well. Uh, and, and again, the Titans are a team that's looking to get something done. This is not a team that's fading. They need to put their best players on the field. And it's pretty clear that A.J. Brown right now is their best receiver. So I'd be adding Mr. Brown any place I can. Uh, Darius Slayton next on the list. Not really a lot to talk about here in that we've already discussed it all, right? Uh, Slayton, I think by the time we get to the last couple games of the year, we'll be running as a second receiver. I just It's just a gut instinct, but it's based on some real things. I mean, Sterling Shepard has had real problems with concussions. I don't think he's going to make it through the season. I think they're going to end up shutting him down again. If I'm wrong, Slayton is still a playable flex because of the matchups. Uh, but if I'm right, and Sterling Shepard's not on the field week 15 and 16... Then you got yourself a second receiver with all kinds of ceiling. So uh, go put, you know, roster Slayton, even if it's just to stick him on the end of your bench or something, okay? Uh, Nicole Hardman, really not totally dissimilar from Slayton in that he's got people on his team who get hurt. Tyreek Hill is currently nursing a hamstring. We know those things are easily to re- are easy to re-aggravate. Sammy Watkins has been battling stuff all year and more than all year, right? So Miko Hardman is a guy you just got to stash. I'm sorry. And when you need to throw him in your lineup, he's always got a chance to score. When this guy plays 10 snaps, he has a chance to score, okay? So this guy should be rostered because of the potential upside and then also because he's a functional player when you need him. Uh, Cole Beasley, we've been talking about him all year. He's got a good role up there. He's not putting up monster games, but he's giving you nice floor every week. This is a revenge game. He's going back to Dallas. We don't like to get too into the revenge narrative, but I'd be surprised if Cole Beasley didn't do some things here. Uh, Randall Cobb next on the list. You could move him up a few, depending on your point of view. Um, The thing I like about Cobb are the slot matchups in Weeks 15 and 16. I think he's a great pickup uh, if you're a bye team in a deep league uh, or, you know, if you are a bye team uh, where, you know, you're just not totally comfortable with your receiver depth. I think Cobb's a guy who can help you later on. He's also pretty much playable week to week as well if you need a guy um anthony miller i will probably move up a little bit as you guys know i'm a big fan of anthony miller uh and you know it's uh he's he's been trending better they're playing him again i think uh you know i've read a lot of stuff where people were like i don't know why they didn't play him i look i think the reason that anthony miller wasn't playing a lot early and mid part of the year is because that ankle injury was a real thing uh, the fact that he's running now and getting you know plenty of juice, I think, is an indication that he's fully healthy. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, either way, it doesn't really matter. He's starting to get uh, the playing time and the targets that he really deserves, and this is a guy who can help you in PPR leagues uh, going forward. I didn't pull up his matches, uh, matchups, excuse me, uh, and I'm going to do that now, uh, just just so it's something that we've covered. Um, yeah, he's got Detroit, then uh, he's got the Cowboys, uh, then Green Bay, and then Kansas City Week 16. So these are playable matchups uh, for Anthony Miller. He's a good, solid ad. Um, 
In Kill Harry, obviously, there's some dependent factors here. We don't know what the deal with Sanu is going to be. We don't know the health of the other players. But, you know, at this point, I think Carey's clearly the next guy off the bench. I think he's ahead of Jacoby Myers. Uh, and Sanu's thing, look, I think it's a high ankle. Uh, and if the Patriots were smart, and we know they are, uh, they wouldn't, you know, if Sanu is playing, it's likely out there just to do things that he's good at doing, punt returns, stuff like that. I don't think, at least in the near term, like this week, that he's going to be a big problem for Keneal Harry. Um, I say it. I keep saying it. I know it's in Keneal Harry. I'll get it right eventually. Um, so I think for people who need an option for just this week, uh, and obviously if you are a Sanu owner, it makes it even easier, uh, pick up and kill Harry. I think he can probably help you this week, and then it's debatable about what's going to happen going forward. Uh, James Washington, solid week last week. I think the QB switch, even though it's away from his college quarterback, is a plus for him. So I think Washington's a guy you can look at. Uh, John Ross, uh, we know all about him. You guys know I like him quite a bit just in terms of his explosivity. Uh, not going to be back this week just because of the rules. He's probably ready to go right now. He's been practicing. Uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, and again, with that Week 16 matchup against the Dolphins, I think if you're a really strong team and you've got a shot at the bowl, roster John Ross. Because think about it, by the time you get there, he may have a big game or two under his belt. It's possible. Like You may have the comfort level to stick him in there as a flex or third receiver because he's returning uh, several weeks prior. You'll know what you're... By the time we get to that matchup, you'll know what you have, and you'll be able to make a good decision. Um, okay, let's look at some other receivers... Uh, who may make the final wire. Um, Debo Samuel, I've seen on some waiver wires. He's heavily owned, obviously, if he's out there. No-brainer pickup. The same thing would go for Devontae Parker, who at this point is moving into like wide receiver two range. So, I mean, that's just really obvious. Um, I will be adding... Uh, who am I going to add? You know, Just some like PPR guys, like... Um, you know, Kendrick Bourne will be a guy I'm going to add, Humphreys, uh, Russell Gage, people like that. And I'm going to scour the ownership rates just in case I missed anything. So there could be one more good player uh, added to the wire. Uh, but I think most of the names up there, you know, Chris Conley is one guy who, who, who we may put in there, uh, even though he had a couple ugly drops last week. He's still a, a, a darn uh, good player to be sitting out there on the waiver wire, especially in a deep league. Uh, at tight end, uh, a lot of good options. You notice I threw a lot of them in there this week. Um, you know, Jack Doyle is a guy I may move up. I have to sort of look at that and think about it, and maybe maybe take a look at the matchups. But he is certainly a guy you can grab. Dallas Goddard, obviously, we've been talking about him, uh, and I think his role is still growing. Uh, last week's game was just ugly beyond belief, but he still got the targets. He still got the receptions. He obviously fumbled as well, and he didn't make any big plays. It was pretty. It was a tough big play environment. Uh, obviously, in last week's Eagles game, we've been talking about Ryan Griffin. He's basically the Jets starter at this point with Herndon out for the year. So you can grab him and start him if you need him. Uh, David Njoku uh, should, re you know, he, he was close to returning last week. I think he is going to play this week, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, it, you know, by the time we get to week 15 with that tasty Cardinals matchup on the docket, you should know uh, whether he's a safe play or not. So I love Njoku. Uh, as a guy who you may be able to play this week and next, but who certainly is a wonderful stash uh, to maybe take advantage of that Week 15 uh, matchup. Uh, Noah Fant, same thing we've been talking about for the last month or so. He's just getting a lot of usage. They don't have a lot of places to put the football on that team. He should continue to get six, seven, eight targets a week and for a tight end. you got to love that. 
Uh, Mike Gusecki, as I mentioned, really not a lot of people talking about him, but he's moved into a full-time role. He was in that 40, 50, 60 snap rate for most of the year. He's been at that 90% level. Uh, 86, 90% over the last two weeks. So, as I say, he's locked in now. His target totals are showing that he's a big part of the offense. Looks like he's got about a six-target floor right now, which is nice. Uh, and for all we know, they're going to start um, throwing him more. Now, look, Gusecki's a guy who athletically doesn't just, like, jump off the page. Uh, but he's a solid athlete, runs pretty good routes. They're getting better. And the one thing this guy does really, really, really well is catch the football. He's got big, soft hands. He can make a lot of catches. And uh, I think he's starting to get a trust factor um, from Fitzpatrick. Um, so Gusecki, you know, depending on your situation, could be a guy. I think you could argue that he would be a pickup ahead of Fant. Uh, I'm still sort of debating that. These guys are all pretty close, to be honest. You could put, you know, uh, you could put Doyle right there under Goddard, depending on your point of view. Uh, so there's a lot of good tight ends that are available, uh, and you should be able to come up with something livable uh, at that position. Okay, what have we not gotten to? Um, everybody's saying that the Eagles are a good streaming defense this week. Uh, the Jets are as well. Um, and are there any other tight ends, actually? You know, I, you know Darren Fells, we need to look at the uh, Texans tight ends because now they've got three guys playing. Um and remember that the Vikings tight ends are back this week, depending on the ownership rates. Uh, I need to look at Rudolph and see what his ownership rate is. But uh, Rudolph is a guy I think is an absolute TE1 this week as long as uh, Thielen doesn't return. If Thielen returns, I think he moves down to that fringe uh, area. And Irv Smith really, I think, is more of a guy who would be, you know, like in a tight end premium situation if Thielen doesn't play. If Thielen is back, I think that takes Irv Smith uh, junior, um, you know, sort of off of the mix. Um, and let's keep an eye on Hollister as well, although he's heavily owned, so he may not be available in your league. I think he was up to 70%, uh, but he's a guy, depending on your league um, and depending on his uh, health, he could be a pickup for you as well. Um, so that's pretty much going to do it uh, for this Tuesday version of the Rotomom podcast. Uh, good luck to all you folks with your waiver pickups tonight. I will be on Twitter uh, tonight after I'm done uh, shutting this, uh, uh, shutting the article down, getting that finalized. So if you guys have waiver pickups, feel free to shoot me uh, a question on Twitter. I'll do my best. Uh, and then also tomorrow morning, I will be uh, on and off Twitter, I think, while I'm doing most of my waiver claims throughout the morning. So uh, this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow morning, if you need some help on Twitter, hit me up. Uh, and as I said, we're going to have a really busy week going forward. Uh, and also, uh, I'm going to be sitting down with Sigmund Bloom in just a little while. So look for that uh, on your Twitter feed this afternoon. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. Sig is always a good conversation. Uh, so that's going to do it for uh, this November 26th pre-Thanksgiving version of the Rotobomb Podcast. Thanks for listening. Go out, make some serious bids tonight, get the players you need, keep the dream alive. Let's get some teams into the playoffs. Come on, folks. Let's do it. Giddy up. Happy Thanksgiving. See you guys soon.